Welcome to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast, where we discuss all things wellness. I'm Eleni Welch, nutritionist. And I'm Kay Boyer, health enthusiast. Welcome back, Renegades. Welcome, Renegades. Welcome to another episode with us. I'm excited. Me too. Excited. This week, we have something that we all need since it's winter and we're all a little sick. We need a little a little reboost from you, Eleni, and how to eat more veggies. Yes. <laughs> yes. Today's episode is on how to eat more vegetables. Oh, okay. In confession time. Eleni. Ready. I'm ready. I know I even wore my sweatshirt yesterday that says veggies are rad. And I felt a little guilty about it because I have not eaten that much veggies lately. <laughs> Okay. And here's the thing. Here's what we were talking about earlier. Kay and I is like the winter, it makes sense. The winter people naturally start to gravitate towards heavier, heartier foods, Yes, which I think makes sense with what would have been available to us historically. Cause like I gravitate towards the winter squashes and the root vegetables. So Mm. the like sweet potatoes and the butternut squash and the acorn squash and the pumpkin, which is what people want anyway. And historically that would have been, well, not our great ancestors, but once we started farming and cultivating our own food, when we didn't have storage, like refrigerators, all you had access to were the the root. root crops anyway. Well, that makes sense because I am eating a lot of those things and this beautiful paleo pumpkin pie that I, has been my main staple, <laughs> which, um, would, so that's wonderful. Um, you know what though? I have been eating a ton of soups, which I throw in a ton of veggies, mm-hmm. but they seem to be the same, like the like green bean, carrot, some sort of, well, a potato and an onion. But so I guess I should, I should say, I haven't gotten a lot of like the green, the green. Yeah. Which carrots, potatoes, onions, those all would have been storage crops anyway. Yeah. I mean, even our like ancestor ancestors, like, I mean, they probably foraged for tubers Yeah, and knew where to look for roots and stuff. So that would have been the only source of fiber they would have had during the winter if they looked for it. Okay. But it does kind of make sense anyway. Yeah. But now we have access to vegetables and we know that they're good for us. So So, it's good to work them in year round. So Adam and so I did last night I had, um, threw in some broccoli on the roaster pans and then I had some leftover broccoli I had this morning with my eggs. So you know what? I'm back on the wagon. Yeah. And you're still eating seasonally because a lot of the cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower, kale, those things live pretty long into the winter. Like if you cover them. Yeah. So you can still buy them now, even like people are growing them still in greenhouses or in their garden yeah. where it's just a little bit more protected. They won't go through the whole winter. Yeah. But our yeah. cabbage outside when we, we just stopped covering it and took what we wanted and yeah. then the rabbits had the rest. But that lasted quite a long them. time. It went through several freezes. Cool. And was fine. Everything, our kale went through several freezes and was fine. I mean, eventually we just stopped, but. I have so much to learn from you about gardening. <laughs> That'll be our next YouTube series. Uh, I don't know that we'll ever have a YouTube series. We always talk about this, but it just seems like a lot of work. I mean, you know what? And we're also at the point where I, you're right. We need someone else to film it and edit it and put it out there. Yeah, that's right. right. Our glamorous lives. When we can hire a media team, when we make enough money to hire a media team, then we'll I'm here for it. Okay. But today's episode is how to eat more vegetables. And I think it's important to remember our eating seasonally and locally episode two, when you're listening to this. So 
um, still keeping in mind what is in season and sticking with those vegetables. So here in the wintertime in the Midwest, what's in season is some of the dark leafy greens, like we talked about kale and Swiss chard and well, maybe not Swiss chard, but kale mm. for sure. Spinach, some of the hardier greens that can survive. Mm a light frost or with row covers can survive for quite a while into the winter. I mean, man, you can get kale well into the winter. So things like that, um, storage crops and root crops. So winter squashes like butternut squash, spaghetti squash, acorn squash, uh, and then storage root vegetables like carrots and turnips and sweet potatoes and regular potatoes. If you grow them organically are fine. Mm. Those sorts of things are what is seasonal in Iowa, which yes, some of those are starches other than vegetables, but I'm including them in today's episode. Mm -hmm. uh, okay. Yeah. And then in the spring and summer, remember eating seasonally and locally. So getting into the spring is, you know, some of those early things. Greens, again, come into season first. Lettuces, kale, spinach, those tend to be ready early in the spring and things like asparagus. And then in the summer, you have, of course, the whole summer bounty, all the peppers and tomatoes and mm. all that good stuff. So still sticking with the season, but just an overall how to eat more vegetables episode today. So keep in mind the seasons, but we're not going to talk about it further. I love it. There we go. Okay. So I think this episode was inspired by my own struggles. Yeah. Because <laughs> we were talking about it, it's like, I'm just kind of hunkering down for the winter. I haven't been eating as many vegetables and I noticed it was affecting my digestion. So I felt inspired for my own sake to get yes. re-motivated to keep getting all of my daily veggies in. I was doing so good with having my mm. nine to 13 servings of veggies a day. And so just getting what? back on that bandwagon. I think this is good for our listeners to know that even like, a nutritionist. Oh my God. I'm a human means, being. Yes. I am not perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Nope. I go through like, seasons. Like we all need motivation to come back. Like it's oh, a yeah. lot easier to eat the pie than to make yourself eat the broccoli. Oh yeah. Yep. And once you can kind of get into that motive, like mode of eating more carbohydrate rich foods, your body naturally craves them more. Again, that's an evolutionary thing, right? Because carbohydrates didn't used to be available to our ancestors. And so when you could get them, you eat a lot of them. Yeah. So when you're not having a lot of them and you're you're just keeping your body happy with vegetables, that's what it wants because that's what's good for it. But when you start eating carbs, it's easy for your mm. brain to become more addicted. And then that's so what you easy. want. And then you sub out vegetables for that. So yeah, we all need a boost this time okay. of year, especially. This is the boost. I feel wow. like maybe February- even more so, but people yeah. seem to get really motivated in January. Yeah. Yeah. Let's ride that wave. Let's do it. I get more like wellness consultations in January than any other month because everybody wants to start the year out right. Yeah. So we'll do this episode now while everybody's kind of in the dregs of winter and feeling like they don't want to leave their house and they don't want to eat yep. anything but bread and potatoes <laughs> and pumpkin pie. Yep. So we all know that veggies are good for us and most of us know we need to be eating more of them, but everybody struggles to some extent with getting what they need every day. Um, vegetables are fiber rich and nutrient dense foods. They're rich in antioxidants. They're rich in minerals. They're rich in vitamins. So they are part of a healthy, thriving lifestyle. It behooves us mm, to work good. more 
into our diet. They provide a myriad of health benefits. So vegetables can improve your gut health. Mm. They're a great source of dietary fiber, which helps food pass through your gut and helps with healthy bowel movements. And they also may help the body's ability to absorb vitamins and minerals. They can help relieve constipation and they encourage healthy detoxification. So when your digestion slows down, your body has a harder time eliminating the waste. So all the waste that you eliminate every day is your, your liver has processed out toxins. You need to eliminate it through your waste. And when your digestion is slowed and you're not eliminating waste, you tend to sit with those toxins just in your gut. So you want to keep them moving along and vegetables can help with that. Vegetables can help lower blood pressure. Veggies like kale, chard, and spinach contain potassium, which help your kidneys process and remove extra sodium from your body, which in turn can reduce blood pressure. So that's a natural way to help reduce blood pressure. So some of those leafy greens control, they can help control your blood sugar levels. They have a low glycemic index, so they won't send your blood sugar for a wild ride when you eat them. Um, it doesn't spike your blood sugar and the high fiber content can actually help your body by encouraging the healthy absorption of sugars from other foods. So even when you're eating a carbohydrate rich meal, if you have vegetables with that meal, say a side salad or roasted veggies or something, then if you eat your vegetables first, it can significantly lower your blood sugar response from the rest of the meal. Mm, Interestingly, yes. The order in which you eat, you can eat two identical meals, but one will raise your blood sugar and one won't depending on what order you eat them in. So fascinating, which is cool. Why my grandparents would be like, eat the salad, mm -hmm. then the main food, then dessert at the end. Yeah. Interesting that they had the order, right? Yeah. It actually works out that like, if you go to a restaurant, they bring you your salad out first because that's the best way to eat your food. If you eat a salad before you eat, say mashed potatoes, it significantly lowers your glycemic response then versus if you ate the mashed potatoes first and then you ate the vegetables. Interesting. It's like the vegetables spread out this cool fiber net in your intestines that just slow the passage of the sugars through. So it really helps oh, mitigate that. Okay. Yeah. So the best order for a meal is vegetables first, okay. fat and protein second, Yum. and then carbs last. Okay. Dessert. That means we're going to have dessert. Yeah. Just need to have it last and have yeah. plenty of vegetables first. Yeah. And I always think that's interesting, but vegetables can also lower the risk of heart disease, leafy greens, like kale, romaine, lettuce, spinach, Swiss chard, collard greens, broccoli, and cabbage all contain vitamin K, which can prevent calcium buildup in the arteries. So vitamin K helps direct your body and telling it where to put minerals. So you need lots of vitamin K. A study from 2009 linked vitamin K consumption with a 9% reduction in heart disease. Um, so just make sure that when you are eating your leafy greens, that you're eating them with a healthy, high quality fat, like mm. olive oil, coconut oil, animal lard, as long as it's grass fed, mm. butter, avocado oil, et cetera, because vitamin K okay. is a fat soluble vitamin. Um, so you need to eat it with a fat in order right. to absorb it. So vitamins A, E, D, and K are all fat soluble. So you need to have them with a fat. Okay. The B complex vitamins, vitamin C, those are water soluble. So it doesn't matter. You can 
have fat or have protein or not. It doesn't particularly matter. Okay. But A, E, D, and K, you want to have. Can with... we have to make that in the words or the, the dake ones? Sure, the dake. Or the cade. Yeah. The cade ones. Cade. So... So I have to remember them. Okay. So it makes a word. So it's That's vitamin K, then vitamin A, vitamin D, the, vitamin the K. The K. Yep. All right. Yep. Okay. So I still remember like a decade ago. I, I don't know why this memory stuck with me for so long. It's not a particularly useful one, but I was <laughs> sitting at a church function and like the fellow churchgoer was sitting next to me and he was just eating a salad. And I think I was just putting, I was probably just putting olive oil and vinegar. I mean, I'm kind of an old school salad dressing person. I don't need a lot. Good, Yeah. It's the best way to do your salad anyway, because it avoids the gross seed oils that are in pre-made dressings and sugar and stuff like that, that comes in those pre-made dressings. Yeah. So, and he was like watching me put like dressing on my salad was like dressing. I don't need dressing for my salad. I've been eating my salad without dressing for the last 20 years and I don't even like it with dressing anymore. And then like, I remember thinking like, he was so superior about it. Like, I don't need dressing. I can just eat plain greens and I think dry. it's better. Yeah, I like dry. Yeah, greens. I just liked eating it dry. <laughs> yeah. And then I remember thinking at the time, like, wow, that's like inspirational. You know, yeah. I wish I was that committed to- Eating veggies. Eating veggies that I could just eat them without fat. And then when I started taking nutrition classes and I realized you actually need to have like a dressing, like an avocado oil or olive oil or something on your greens to actually absorb the fat. I'm like, oh, he wasn't inspirational. He was just an idiot. Like <laughs> the pious idiot. <laughs> he was superior. Yeah, I thought he was superior. I'm like, oh my God, even if you just do olive oil olive oil like if you really don't like dress and I know people who don't like dressing even if you don't if you just do olive oil and lemon that's enough but that was so funny to me I remember I was like I felt so bad after I'm like gosh I guess I'm just not that committed to my health because I need I will not eat a salad without some sort of dressing on it you know I can just see him like dry mouthing like trying to swallow like oh (laughs) yeah like oh yeah I was like all proud of it Yeah. Good for you, dude. Yeah. I mean, considering that most dressings are absolute crap, he probably did avoid some. A lot. Yes. A lot of the oil, the bad oil. Right. He did. But I would say it was kind of a wash because you're not absorbing a lot of the vitamin A or K or anything from your. But he has this pride. So I'm sure he's very happy with himself. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. I wonder if he's seen the light yet or not. Who knows? It's been probably a decade, but. That's funny. I wish him well wherever he is. (laughs) Anyway, um, (laughs) so veggies are antioxidant rich and can help protect our bodies from free radical damage, which can lead to DNA damage and cancer. If you have cancer, vegetables are one of the best foods to eat to help your body get the nutrition that it needs to fight the cancer, especially those vitamins and minerals. And it also can help lower your blood glucose, which as we know, Glucose feeds cancer. So keeping a low blood sugar is very important if you are battling cancer and vegetables can help you with that. Um, I mean, one only has to take a look at Terry Wall's protocol for treating MS, which is largely plant-based. I mean, it's what is it? Nine cups of vegetables a day to understand vegetables obviously have a healing power to them considering that she healed her body from multiple sclerosis. She's a dream by eating all those veggies. And of course, you know, um, I'm not advocating a a plant-based diet, like vegetarian or vegan. I don't personally advocate that, but eating a largely 
plant-based foundation Mm. and then adding good grass-fed meats and lots of healthy fats and animal fats can be optimal. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But even with all these health benefits, and we all know these health benefits, I'm not going to spend much more time on them. It can still be hard for us to get enough vegetables in our diet to find the motivation we need to eat veggies with every meal when sometimes it just feels like one extra step Mm -hmm. in the meal prep you know, which is why prepping veggies ahead of time always makes it easier. Amen. But most people don't think too creatively either. When we talk about eating more veggies, I think a lot of people, when I say, okay, we need to increase your vegetable intake, what they hear is you need to eat more salad. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Which isn't what I mean because, you know, eating more salad, like salad and vegetables are not synonymous. Mm -hmm. Salad is a mixture of greens, which are one form of vegetable. Mm -hmm. So I think people just also, they're like, I don't want to eat more salad. So they're not thinking creatively when it comes to vegetables. And then of course, thanks to our super messed up standard American diet, Mm -hmm. we have replaced a lot of the healthy foods, vegetables and root vegetables and animal proteins with processed sugary foods, Mm -hmm. which hijack our brain and make us crave more processed sugary foods. And grumpy. And grumpy. Mm -hmm. And then we don't have room in our stomachs for the vegetables. Or a care. Yeah. (laughs) So yeah, choosing a plate of steamed vegetables over like a high sugar, high fat snack is Mm -hmm. never going to be an easy choice Mm -hmm. unless we make it regularly. So Um, The recommended daily intake of vegetables is five to nine servings, which a serving is roughly a quarter cup to a half cup, depending. Is that all? Yeah. Well, that's the like standard recommended. Okay. I was thinking though, like nine cups. Oh yes. That's the optimal. Oh, that's optimal. We are so on nine cups. So that's only, so the standard like recommended. Okay is is five to nine servings which only amounts to about two and a half cups oh got it got it got it got it but if we truly want to take advantage of the vegetables and their health impacts just like terry walls demonstrates in her walls protocol you need to be eating somewhere in the range of eight to ten cups of vegetables daily which sounds like a lot but like a lot, but there's lots of ways to introduce more vegetables into your diet. And actually when you break it down, it's not that hard. Yeah. I did a diagram. Okay. I posted it on Instagram. I'll repost it when I share this episode, um, where I actually measured out, I think it was nine cups Okay. of vegetables. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and I showed you what that would look like. Cause in your brain, that probably sounds like a lot, but when you actually measure it out and okay. look at it, you're like, oh, I could eat this okay. in a day. It's actually and you did not it of, of like one, let, let's say like all cauliflower, or did you have a variety of it? In I had a, I measured out a whole variety. So okay. I had, um, broccoli, I think cauliflower, maybe Brussels sprouts, a red bell peppers. Okay greens, like a couple handfuls of greens, some olives, some avocado, Sounds good. Yeah. It's actually much, it's much less than you think. Okay. I measured it out just for myself yeah, because I was know. curious. I'm yeah. like, how do I know if I'm getting nine cups of vegetables? Cause it's not like yeah. I measure. Right. Right. Every time I'm just making a meal, I just, you know, we'll prep a bag of Brussels sprouts. I don't, I'm not measuring how many cups that yeah. is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was just curious. And then I looked at it and I thought that's really not, it sounds so much more dramatic than okay. it actually is. Okay. Okay. 
And I like the tips from our Tammy Rich yes. episode when she was on here of how to get more. So we'll see if that's on your list of how to get it more. is. I bring that Ooh, back up. Good, yeah. good, 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 good. Because her tips, I will say, have helped me to this day. And we'll talk about them later in here. Then. Mm-hmm. So um, as I discussed already, I recommended that in addition to your veggie intake, you make sure you're eating lots of high quality fats and grass fed proteins. Mm-hmm. Remember vegetables contain a lot of vitamins and minerals, but so does meat. Mm. Meat also contains, I think when we think of vitamins and minerals, we just think of vegetables, yep. but actually meat contains a lot, mm. a lot, the full spectrum yep. of, of vitamins yep. and minerals and that, that we need, fed, yeah. especially grass fed. Yep. So again, this isn't an, an episode advocating a vegan or vegetarian diet it's simply we all could use more vegetables it's Mm -hmm. not going to hurt anybody Mm -hmm. right delicious all right so now let's share some tips and tricks Mm. that you can use to increase your vegetable intake i encourage you to try one or more of these tips in the next week or use them to brainstorm your own techniques obviously these are just a couple of my own suggestions so do what is going to work for you, but hopefully this will help make getting more veggies easy. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is to eat more soup. Yum. Mm -hmm, I'm mm -hmm. here for that. Soups are a really great way to get more vegetables in your diet. You can make a vegetable base, Mm -hmm. like a creamy vegetable base by pureeing several types of greens and adding spices to it. Or you can simply cut up and add carrots, celery, broccoli, et cetera, to a soup broth. And then you just have a nice veggie soup. Yeah. I really like, you know, like a nice chicken vegetable soup. You can add tons of veggies to that. Greens, you can chop up greens, you can add carrots, you can add onions, you can add whatever yep. you want. Yep. You can add whatever's left in the fridge. Throw yeah, it in just throw it in. Yep. Broccoli is good. One of my favorite soups to make is a cream of broccoli soup. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't use cow's milk dairy because I'm sensitive to it. If you have a good source of raw, unpasteurized dairy, then go for it. Um, but otherwise try using coconut milk, steamed and blended cauliflower and soaked blended cashews to make it a really creamy base without cow's milk dairy. Um, and then you can steam the broccoli, add the broccoli, blend it up. Oh my God. It's so good. good. So good. And soup is amazing because you make this huge pot and then you have it all week. Yeah. And my favorite thing is I always use a a base of bone broth. Yes. So then you're yes. getting all the nutrients from the bone broth. So I like a cream of broccoli soup. I'm not adding meat to that, but I'm still getting the good nutrients from the bone broth. Yes. Yep. You can make sauces. So the, the idea number one is make more soups, soups, mm. which in the wintertime we want anyway. I don't make soup in the summertime. You're so. right. Yeah. I don't feel like it. Yeah. yeah. But we're in the winter, so it's appropriate. Mm-hmm. People are going to want more soups. Um, and even if you do something like a chili, you can add more vegetables to yeah. chili than it's like green beans. Or yeah. 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 You don't have to do the traditional like meat and corn. Right. Chili. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could do beets, cut up beets. You could add carrots. You could mm-hmm. add onions. You could add greens. I've added greens to my chili before, like spinach, because it just wilts away. You don't even know it's yeah. in there. Or finally chop up kale yeah. and put that in there. You can't even tell. Yeah. Lots of good ways just to sneak vegetables in, mm-hmm. even to something like chili. Okay. Idea number two is to make sauces out of vegetables. So one of my favorite recipes is like a quote unquote cheese sauce. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I make that out of pumpkin, butternut squash, sweet potato, coconut cream, onions, garlic, bone broth, turmeric, and salt and pepper. Yeah. 
another, and that's more uh, root vegetable based. Mm -hmm. Another favorite is my Alfredo sauce, quote unquote, that I make from cauliflower, bone broth, butter, onion, garlic, and coconut cream. For that one, if you tolerate dairy, you can also add high quality grass-fed cream or Parmesan to your recipes, which I've done before and is amazing. I'm going to say that sounds amazing. Uh-huh. Gosh, now I'm hungry. That cauliflower herb Alfredo mm. is one of my favorites because mm. you just get a ton of cauliflower. It's super creamy. It's super delicious. It's amazing. Yum. Um, And another favorite is when I make pasta sauce. With our garden tomatoes, I add carrots, onions, garlic, zucchini, and celery. I saute them until they're tender, and then I blend them up with the tomatoes. And it makes this delicious veggie sauce that tastes just like regular tomato sauce. Yum. You don't even notice the vegetable base that's in there because once you saute something like zucchini, it doesn't yeah. really taste like anything. It just absorbs the other flavors yeah. it's with. Yeah. Carrots add a nice sweetness to the tomato sauce. So you don't have to add anything sweet to it. Um, I'll also add like bell peppers to it. Um, yeah. And celery, again, when you saute it, it kind of just doesn't have a lot of flavor. It just adds kind of a salty texture to it. Yeah. Yep. I do a broccoli sauce where I like if I boil or cook some broccoli and when it's really soft, add it to the blender with nutritional yeast. It's kind of like a cheesy flavor and then um salt a little olive oil and that's real yummy too yeah gosh and sauces are the way to go just put it on top of whatever you're eating it just makes it delicious it makes it so good sorry you guys will have to excuse me i'm a little bit congested so <laughs> it's winter here golly winter we're all sick um all right so that's another idea is to make vegetable sauces vegetable based sauces another idea is to make vegetable noodles it's super easy to make noodles out of vegetables. Mm. It's a great low-carb substitute for regular pasta. So I think a lot of us are familiar with spaghetti squash, which you don't have to do anything to besides bake it. And then you just scrape it with a fork and it produces a noodle-like consistency of squash. Okay. Never tried that one. I'll, I'll oh, have I love to. it. Yep. And you, you cook can... it first and noodle it second. I do. Okay. Okay. Otherwise, I think it's quite a task. Okay. Okay. Um, Because it's a winter squash, so it's like rock hard. So oh. okay. yeah. You can also just microwave them. I don't own a microwave, so I don't have that, but I see instructions for microwave a spaghetti squash for like five minutes. Okay. Otherwise you roast it in the oven for like 45 minutes. And I really, my favorite way to do it that my friend Jim Spees taught me, mm, I give him all you, the Jim. credit, um, is I cut the squash in half, obviously lengthwise, scoop out all the seeds, put it face down with some olive oil and some apple cider vinegar. Ooh. No, sorry. Face up. Oh, so you put oh, a tablespoon, so it it. yeah, you put a tablespoon of the, you rub it with olive oil. You put a tablespoon of the apple cider vinegar in each half Oh, and then kind of like you bake it like, oh my God, it smells amazing as it mm. bakes. It smells so good. And then it, it adds something with the vinegar, I think improves the texture of the oh. squash. So it's a little bit more similar to pasta. Obviously it's not similar to pasta right 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 it's just a substitute but it's a really delicious one yeah and the but but the apple cider vinegar improves the texture and the taste I really oh, like that I'll trick. try that one I love apple cider vinegar so good and then at the end I just kind of base the whole thing with what is contained in the center it's delicious okay but you can also make vegetable noodles using a spiralizer which is a kitchen tool that processes various vegetables into noodle-like shapes oh. I recommend you use a countertop one 
with like a hand crank. Okay. They have those versus a simple handheld spiralizer. You can start out with that if you want. I bought one to start because I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like veggie noodles. This was a long time ago, probably like six or seven years ago. I wasn't ready to commit to, I don't like kitchen gadgets. This is like, I don't need, I don't know if you know this about me. I like, I loathe single use things. They drive me insane. Same. And my husband has like 20 gadgets in our kitchen. And I swear to you, I don't even use the hand mixer, like the machine. Cause then mm. you have to find the prongs, get it in and then you got to clean it. Guess what I do? I just use a spoon with my hand and, and I'm stir it. I'm, I do use yeah. beaters. You do. I literally never use beaters. I'm annoyed by them. My hand can do the job. You know? Well, there's some things you like can't do by hand. Like if you want to whisk there? egg whites into meringue, you oh. need. Oh, okay. That's fair. Okay. But okay. Here's my life, Eleni. I've never made meringue in my life. So <laughs> I don't need to, <laughs> but that does sound delicious. So you do need it for that. Okay. Yeah. There are certain things you need. There are certain things you need. That's, that's beaters a very for. good point. But we have my husband's grandmother's old, like hand crank beaters yeah. as opposed to the um oh, we do have the electric ones too I guess but those hand crank ones work so well nice can you meringue with that oh yes I've meringued with that well wow. yeah it's just like oh, a little hand geez. crank I mean and it goes really fast you yeah, can go does. super fast and it's easy it's like oh my god I will use that tool until I die like yes and it's like probably already 25 40 years old because yes. I mean she's just had it for however long my grandma did have one I wonder who got that That's uh-huh amazing. I love that tool I use that more than anything That's yeah funny. I guess it's probably way older than 25 or 40 years it's oh yeah it's she like, probably got it when she was married she, yes right 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 it's I'm like not good 70 at 70 years old. yeah it's probably like 70 years old yeah <laughs> anyway back on track um I recommend so so I am not a fan of single use kitchen appliances, but, but, but I will say I made an exception for the countertop vegetable spiralizer oh. because it worked so much better. And I just, the hand one was so annoying and you would like slip and like grind your fingers in it. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. the hand crank one, it's like, it suctions to the countertop. You just put the veggies like, so I'll do zucchini okay. or yeah, zucchini, carrots, um, beets anything like that works really well and then you just crank it yeah oh my gosh and it just makes these instant noodles and they're beautiful and they're perfect okay and I will allow that single use appliance in my kitchen all day every day because it's so handy we have used it all the time okay I'll bring that my husband will buy them he loves them okay now now let's digress further speaking of like even apply like little um countertop appliances I hate those in general but I'll say we just we got an instapot three years ago we use that five times a week I love our love it Okay, because Kevin and I were like, we don't want one more thing taking up our counter I know. space. We we had the same argument. Yes. But, oh my God, we love it. I totally agree. Our slow cooker is in the cabinet. We've never used it in five years. Our Instapot, every meal. I agree. Okay. I don't think we've used our slow cooker since we got the Instapot. Yeah. It's just so much easier. You can do things so much faster. Yeah. And you can cook like yeah. raw meat. Yes. In full in 30 minutes. Yes, it's amazing. Okay. Yes. Okay. Team and we're not affiliated with them, but, but we could be in Savat. Slide us a DM there. <laughs> Love my Savat. Yes, I do recommend that. That does make cooking much easier. Yeah. Anything you can do to make cooking easier, you're gonna eat healthier because yeah. you're removing one more obstacle yes. towards a home cooked meal. Whereas 
if you have all these barriers, when you get home at the end of the day and you're tired, you don't want to have to hurdle each of those barriers. You're just going to get takeout, right? Yeah. But if you already have prepped veggies, cut up, washed, ready to go in your fridge, you have your instant pot on your counter. You have your spiralizer ready to go. Look at all those barriers. You're You're like, you know what? I can make a dinner in 30 minutes. It's not a big deal. Yep. You're going to do it. Make healthy easy. That's right. And delicious. Make healthy easy again. Mm -hmm. So good choice. Good choices for vegetable noodles include uh, zucchini, squash, and sweet potatoes. And the noodles can take the place of pasta in pretty much any pasta dish. And you can also sub out regular spaghetti for spaghetti squash. Mm. So we like that. Like a good meatball and marinara sauce with Mm. spaghetti squash is delicious. Um, This is like when you shouldn't go to the grocery store hungry. Like this right now, I'm hungry. So all these things I'm thinking I'm going to now go home and make for lunch. At least everything we're talking about is like healthy vegetables. You're so right. I'll get my nine cups in the next hour. Of yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Another idea is to make salads great again. Yes. <laughs> with dressing. <laughs> with dressing. Stop trying to be a hero. I love making like Crunch. a hearty, like a hearty, good salad. Yummy. Add leafy greens, chopped veggies, nuts, mm. seeds, dried cranberries, Chunks of high quality grass fed cheese, yes. bacon, hard boiled eggs, Yum. and a creamy, delicious homemade dressing like Paleo Ranch Yum. or a tahini based goddess dressing or a homemade Caesar or homemade Italian. Yes. Or Primal Kitchen. Just not homemade because they, yeah. I, not, I like to go to the store and have them do it for me. Primal Kitchen is a good brand. They're good. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Salads. Do not have to be plain greens with a few cucumbers and a few shredded carrots on them, right? Like you can make a salad a really hearty, delicious meal. Don't try to be a hero, aka a zero, and eat your salad naked. That guy. (laughs) Dressingless, depressed, and salted with your tears. Just put salad dressing on it. I will laugh about that for a long time. (laughs) It is a funny image. I just remember how like smug he was about it. (laughs) Yeah. Make yourself a salad that you want to gobble down. One of my favorites to make is taco salad, which makes it easy for me to eat as much as three cups of greens at one sitting. Not even kidding. Mm -hmm. I top it with chopped cucumbers, bell peppers, olives, onions, cilantro, um, homemade guacamole with avocado. Yum. Obviously that's guacamole is made with avocado. I don't know why I specified that, (laughs) but it's laden with my delicious homemade refried beans, seasoned taco meat to which I sneak organ beet blends into. Mm, Sneaky. And then I do sometimes a little like goat milk cheddar or something like that. Our homemade fermented salsa, more vegetables. Oh, and fermented. And then gut health. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Good for your gut health. And then a little olive oil and apple cider vinegar. I like to still, I know I'm kind of unique in this. I like to still put some sort of dressing on my like taco salad, but I like putting the olive oil on it make sure we get those nice healthy fats. And then the apple cider vinegar just adds a really good flavor. Hey there, Renegades, Eleni here, briefly interrupting this episode of the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. I wanted to highlight a company that Kay and I have recently discovered that we love, and that company is Bulletproof. 
Bulletproof sells high quality nutritional supplements and every product that Kay and I have tried from them personally, we have found to be excellent. It's important when you choose a supplement that it contain the bioactive forms in order for it to be effective and Bulletproof has just the right forms in just the right amounts. Right now, if you go to bulletproof.com and use the code RENEGADE15 at checkout, you can receive 15% off your order. That's RENEGADE, R-E-N-E-G-A-D-E-15. Use that code at checkout to get 15% off and we'll earn a small commission too. Thanks for your support. All right, back to this week's episode of the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Okay, so the next idea. Yes. Eat more frozen produce. Heavens to Betsy, yes. Yeah, we talked about this in our podcast episode with health coach Tammy Rich. So smart. Don't be afraid to use frozen vegetables. It's okay. Yes. I will say this has been a hack in my life because I am like a fast cooker and I'm like, what do I got? And then I'll really quick, just turn on the oven to 425. I'll throw whatever veggies I have frozen on a pan, olive oil, salt. 25 minutes later, it's all tastes like candy. Yeah. I mean, delicious. like a nutritionist candy, but right. it's delicious. <laughs> yeah. Roasted okay. vegetables, like we talked about with Tammy, are so much sweeter and frozen makes it easy. Of course, fresh, fresh veggies are what's best for you, what's in season, what's right from your garden, what's fresh from the farmer's market. Mm you know, your local farmer or your CSA, of course, of course, yeah. that's best Kiss for you. Farmer. Yeah. But it can be hard to eat all the vegetables in your fridge before they go bad. And sometimes it's hard to find certain vegetables out of season, especially here in Iowa, mm-hmm. where the growing season pauses in the dead of winter for a lot of yes. produce. Yes. And the good news is that as Tammy talked about in our episode with her, flash frozen veggies still retain most of their nutrients and they're easier to store and they keep longer, and they're typically available year-round. So if you do supplement your vegetable consumption with frozen options, just be sure to pick the products that are just frozen vegetables. Like maybe that goes without saying, but there's lots of pre-processed products out there. Like don't buy a weird filler. You know what I mean? Right. Right. Like frozen creamed vegetable soup. That's got to be filled with weird things. Right. Right. Just buy frozen peas, just buy frozen cauliflower. Like Like one ingredient, one ingredient. It shouldn't need anything else added. Doesn't need a cheese sauce. Okay. Yeah. Just buy frozen vegetables. Don't add the things with weird filler ingredients like gluten and dairy added. I think I do like frozen so much because like what you just said is because I was buying so many veggies because I wasn't sure what I'd be in the mood to cook that week. Yeah. But then I'd have so much go bad where now I've switched to frozen and it never goes bad. And then I just pluck out what I want that week. So I'm a pretty fickle cooker. Yeah. yeah. Especially if you're not a big meal planner. I'm not a big meal planner. You're not a big meal planner. Love instinct. Some people are big meal planners. In that case, good for you. I kind of aspire to be you. Come to my house. Yeah. yeah. Because then you can just buy the vegetables you know you'll need for your meals that week. I I tend to just buy the vegetables where we grow the vegetables yeah. that we know we'll like. So yeah. things that we'll typically buy are broccoli, cauliflower, cabbage. I know I'll use those. Yeah. I'll find something to use them yeah. for. It's not hard. Onion, carrots. Yeah. yeah onions, yeah. carrots. It's not, it's right. I don't have to have my meals all planned out to know I could use those for yeah. anything. You can throw that in any meal you make. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah. and I'll like them. I mean, I just tend to, I don't meal plan because I tend to just do a protein and a vegetable side. So yeah. that day, like that morning, I might wake up and be like, I think we'll have salmon tonight. And I'll just go downstairs and pull salmon out to thaw. And then I just look at my fridge and I'm like, oh, here's a couple bags of Brussels sprouts. Then that evening, I'm just going to cook the Brussels sprouts yeah. and the salmon. Mm-hmm. So that's how I meal plan. But but some people like to be fancier and, you know, every once in a while, I'll make like a fun, fancy meal. Yeah. Like creamy cauliflower Alfredo mm-hmm. sauce. Oh, Evan Diaz. <laughs> but for the most part, we're keeping it pretty simple. So yeah. for me, I buy the things that I know we'll like. And sometimes we we just when we're growing our own produce, we like to try new things. Like we grew pink celery this year. I didn't know. I didn't know it existed. There's an heirloom variety available. That's pink celery. That's adorable. Yeah. How good would that look in a mimosa? It's Oh, oh, it's beautiful. Like a bloody Mary, like a a fancy bloody Bloody Mary. Mary. Bloody Mary. Mary. It was cute because the stems were pretty thin. Yeah. Like thinner than your average celery stems, but they were literally bright pink. I mean, I didn't expect it. Like a normal. Yeah. Like celery. It had a stronger celery flavor, but I've also heard that if you grow it yourself, it tends to have more flavor. So we froze some of it that we didn't use. And some of it just got frozen and eaten by rabbits. I don't use that much celery, but yeah. But yeah. So we'll try new things. You know, we've grown kohlrabi, we've grown turnips. So sometimes I don't buy those things from the store, but when I see them in a seed catalog, I'll try them mm. and do that. I need to get more adventurous with my gardening. That's what I... But if you're buying from the grocery store, I encourage you to branch out and try new things. Yeah. Try a new, one new thing a month. I love it. I love it. Just pick out something you've not had before or something you don't have very often. Yeah. Get a good recipe online and try it out. Yeah. And you're getting a whole new batch of vitamins from it. Yeah. You're not used to. And your gut flora is is thriving from it because that's always nice to introduce di- diverse foods, introduce diverse bacteria. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I challenge you try one new vegetable a month that you haven't tried. Okay. I Whatever your local grocery store has. Okay. In season. Okay. So another idea is to choose healthy snacks. Obviously that kind of goes without saying, but instead of reaching for a bag of chips, Keep a stash of raw veggie sticks handy when you are looking to munch on something between meals. Uh, mm-hmm. Yep. Bell peppers, cucumber sticks, and carrots are great options for that. Yep. Have them pre-cut. Uh-huh. Pre-cut. Mm-hmm. I have some in my fridge right now. I like to just pre-cut. I will say cucumbers, if you pre-slice them, don't last more than like a day or two. So just make them for the next day. Mm. I learned that the hard way. They get moldy really fast. Oh. But- Otherwise, I'll like slice up bell peppers. I'll slice up carrots. It's great just to have them on hand. And then I like to keep just a little hummus dip. Hummus. I was what your dip is. Mm-hmm. Yes, hummus. So good. Oh my gosh, hummus all day, every day. Mm-hmm. Um, I tend to be the person who always brings the veggie tray to parties. Because yes. that way I know there's going to be vegetables there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yep. But yeah, I love to make myself a tray. I just did this yesterday with olives and uh, bell peppers and cucumber sticks and carrots and celery. Yeah. And then you just dip it. And if you keep them cut up and in your fridge, ready to go, then when you get hungry, if you get hungry in between meals, you can just grab that instead of, grab. Yep. yeah, it's not that you're going to ever crave. Right. Well, maybe you will. I don't know. I don't, I don't personally. Yeah. It's not like I crave vegetable sticks. Right instead of potato chips right right you might not ever attain to that level (laughs) you might 
and I applaud you if yes. you do. Yeah. But I'm just saying you don't have to. Right. But it's not that you're like keeping them there because one day you're going to achieve this magical vegetable nirvana where suddenly you're like, I don't want the chips anymore. I want the vegetable sticks. Here's the thing. Don't keep the chips in your house. Right. Because then you're not tempted by them or whatever that snack food is for you. Mm-hmm. Don't keep them in your house and just keep the veggie sticks handy and the hummus. And it's delicious and it's satisfying. Yes. You'll feel good. It's a good way to get more veggies in. Yep. And you're eating a nutrient dense snack yep. instead of just something to fill an urge. Yep. And you won't binge on healthy foods, right? right? <laughs> like yep. you will on healthy foods. You can binge yep. on unhealthy foods because they don't provide any nutritional value. So your body can just keep eating more and more and more. But with things that actually provide nutritional value, they fill you up because at some point your body's like, okay, I've got everything I need. Yes. And no glucose crash. Mm -hmm. Right. Exactly. And it's perfect. So keep those things on hand as a way to munch on veggies in between meals. Yeah. Um, Another idea, the final idea is to hide vegetables in smoothies. Yes. Brilliant. Smoothies are a great way to add a significant amount of things like greens into your diet. Because a typical smoothie, you know, you combine some sort of like milk, could be almond milk, coconut milk, regular cow's milk, if you tolerate that, and ice and fruit in a blender. But you can take it one step further by adding some mild flavored vegetables without compromising the flavor of the drink. Leafy greens like spinach, Swiss chard, and kale are all good options, as are cucumbers. Yeah. And some of my favorites to add are frozen cauliflower and frozen zucchini. Mm, And romaine lettuce. Interesting. I've never added romaine Um, lettuce. A little fact, Reese Witherspoon does that. And so then I just said it was really good for your skin. So now I do that. Does she freeze it? um, Or she just adds it raw? Just raw. I mean, I've made it and then I freeze it afterwards. So I guess both, but just raw. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, good. Add lettuce. There you go. Thank you, Reese Witherspoon. Thank you, Reese. (laughs) Thank you, Reese. Um, Yeah, I mean, once you freeze cauliflower and zucchini, they become pretty mild and a little bit sweeter. Fresh cauliflower, I don't recommend adding just fresh cauliflower into a smoothie. Not fresh. You will taste it. But when you freeze it, it takes away some of that bitterness. Yes. Yeah. And frozen, it makes it smooth and creamy. Like Yes, exactly. Yes, it makes it nice and creamy. And spinach... If you're just starting out, you know, if you aren't a, a smoothie person, that's fine. Don't do it. Just mm-hmm. saute greens with eggs. Yeah, you're good. But if you are a smoothie person and you're not used to adding vegetables to your smoothies, then a really good one to start out with is spinach, which is yeah. so mild. You really, I, I can add, I mean, I'm used to it now, right? But I can add two cups of spinach to a smoothie and it doesn't bother me. Literally. I've seen your green machine um, smoothies that you yeah. come with. <laughs> Kay has seen me make them. She's like, you're putting all of that into a smoothie. In I'm literally just cramming yeah. spinach in and it's like, like green four monster. handfuls. Yeah. 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 It's so good. I mean, so start out small, just add a cup, but literally you'll be surprised at how quickly you can fill a cup with spinach. And when you add it, you really can't taste it. Just add in bananas, add in yeah. berries, I recommend keeping your smoothies lower glycemic by sticking with things like blueberries, cherries, raspberries, anything blue, like anything that's a, a berry. berry is lower glycemic. But if you're, if you're not used to that, fine, add banana, whatever, yeah. you're not yeah. going to die. It's better. Yeah. It's better than a lot of other options. Yeah, you're not going to die. <laughs> if you have blood, high blood sugar, then 
I recommend staying away from those high sugar fruits like pineapple and mango and banana. Mm-hmm. Even though those make a smoothie taste delicious, they are a huge glucose yes. spike. Yes. So yeah, stick with berries. But honestly, spinach and berries and coconut milk are amazing Yum. together. Yum. So good. And so, I throw a little nut butter in it too to help. Yeah, a little yeah. nut butter, a little protein powder. Um, okay, so now what do you do if you don't like vegetables? And I mean, really really don't like Mm. vegetables. My guess is if you really don't like vegetables, you just haven't had them prepared the right way. That is my guess. And you're probably thinking, no, I've tried them every other way. I really don't think if you really can't eat a single vegetable, you don't like a single vegetable. I don't think you've had them made right. Right? Like more in your brain than reality. mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Because Overcooked and overprocessed vegetables taste horrible. Yeah, they do taste bad. And yeah. maybe you have painful childhood memories. Can't leave the table. Exactly. Of being made to sit at the table until yes. you finished your plate of sweaty, soggy, steamed Brussels sprouts. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, that does sound bad. Right? Those memories actually can create aversions. So maybe that's just what you associate with vegetables uh, is like that punishment Makes sense. Right? Makes Negative sense. Negative association. So it's time for you to create new, healthy, happy memories Gorgeous. with vegetables in which you make yourself vegetables. And you know what? If you don't like them, try a couple bites and you don't have to finish them. Throw them away. Just throw, throw them away. away. And then tweak the recipe. Brussels sprouts. Oh, balsamic reduction on it some maple syrup some cranberries some like pine nuts some creamy gorgeous bacon a a dessert bacon oh my gosh bacon Bacon and brussels sprouts oh heavens to betsy that's how i learned to like asparagus is um a good friend had the stalks of asparagus wrapped in bacon oh my heavens now i love asparagus it's delicious so good it's also really good with prosciutto Ooh, oh, that sounds amazing. Yeah. So, mm-hmm. so I, just wrap bacon around, bacon all around it. Yeah. <laughs> bacon around. If you don't like it, try cooking it with bacon. bacon. No, really, just there are so many different ways to prep yeah. vegetables. Like we talked about in our episode with Tammy Rich, mm. one of the best ways to prep them is to roast them. Yes. It makes them really sweet. Mm. It brings out their natural flavors. If you get just a little bit of a crisp edge to them, yes. they're so good. Yes. Find any vegetable. If yes. you were that person, I think of, for anybody who's a fan of The Office, I think of the episode where they were talking about their New Year's resolutions and Kevin Malone, who's a character on the show, his resolution was to eat more vegetables. And he was like, it will be easy because last year I ate no vegetables. <laughs> so eating more vegetables will be easy. I can do it. All I have to do is year. eat more than no vegetables. I ate no vegetables. So if you're that person, literally no judgment. If you're that Love person, it. just find something you like. Maybe yeah. it's carrots. Maybe you're starting with carrots or maybe yeah. it's tomatoes or maybe it's yeah. bell peppers. Those are some of the ones people who don't like vegetables tend to like. Cucumbers are so mild. Yeah. It's yeah. an easy thing to like. Just start out with the ones you like. Yeah. Increase your intake of those things. Yeah. Find a way to cook them that you like them. Roasted, sauteed, yeah. steamed, air fried, whatever yeah. you have to do. Yeah. Eat more of those vegetables, work more, and then try something new every yeah. week. Just try something new. Yes. If you don't like it, you don't have to eat it. Not everybody likes every vegetable. Right. 
So don't feel like that's yeah. something you have to aspire to, yeah. but find the ones you like that are in a variety Yeah. because you don't want to just live off of forever, right? You don't want to just live off of tomatoes, carrots, and corn. Corn right. is not a vegetable, by the way. <laughs> that's right. Um, also for my, to get my kids to eat it, like anything, if I do a roasting pan with a ton of different, whatever, um, I'll put maple syrup on it for the kiddos, mm. which I know I added maple syrup, but then they like devour it. So it's like, Hey, it all works. And then yeah. I can just lessen the amount of maple syrup and also like the sauces. So like, also if my kids don't like something, I'll let them put some ketchup on it. Heinz now came up with a no sugar added ketchup as well. Interesting. Good job Heinz. And it's stevia sweetened. Oh. oh, how cool is that? Anyway. So I honestly am like, dip it in a sauce and you'll like it as long as your sauce is good. Yeah. 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 Make a, make an aioli, like a homemade mayo aioli. Oh my God. So good with veggies. Mm -hmm. Make a homemade paleo ranch. Yeah. Paleo ranch is like my favorite dressing on earth. It's so good. Paleo ranch. I'll I'll just Google it. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Yeah. I just use coconut milk and fresh dill and spices and oh my God, it's so good. Okay. Make something to dip the vegetables in, get hummus, whatever, like Find a way to eat them that you like them. Yeah. Tam, like Tammy said, a sauce can make the difference between liking a vegetable or not. So try a sauce. Amen. Don't be like the churchgoer <laughs> who thought that the only way to eat vegetables was in their raw, unadored state. Don't be that person. Dry. <laughs> Dry. Sauce it up. Put animal fat on it. Here's a little known fact is like the reason why butter makes everything taste better mm-hmm. is because it's an, it's a fat and fat is really high in nutrients and nutrients taste better. Oh yeah. My daughter craves butter. We just eat the stick. Oh yeah. Just yeah. Put, put butter on your vegetables. Stop being afraid of butter. Yeah. If you're afraid of butter, go to our, the truth about fats and oils episode. Mm-hmm. Listen to that episode. The other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, grass fed, grass fed, get high quality stuff, but still I'm just saying yeah. whatever it takes to like it, don't judge yourself. Yeah. And you know what, if you have to add a little maple syrup or something to yeah. it. Start yeah. there. If that's yeah. where you're starting, fine, start there. Or if you're making yeah. a dish for the whole family, yeah, do do what you need to do. Yeah. But I promise if you get used to incorporating it, eventually you won't need all of those things. You'll start to truly just like vegetables yeah. and the flavor of vegetables. Yeah. It sounds crazy. If you hate vegetables, you're like, no, I'm never going to be there. I promise your taste buds get used to it. Yeah. I love veggies now. They love say it. with a young kid, you may need to introduce a new food up to 15 times before they'll accept it. Okay. That's actually true into adulthood too. Oh. If you have not liked mm-hmm. certain foods, just try a little bit of it a different way. Every time, 15 times, give yourself 15 times. You can do it. Doesn't have to be 15 times in one week for crying out loud. <laughs> Could be over 15 months. Maybe yeah. you try it once a month. Maybe you just can't, can't tolerate broccoli, right? Give yourself 15 months. Just try it once a month in a new way. Try roasting it. Try sauteing it. Try making it into a broccoli soup, whatever it takes. Just try different ways of sneaking it in. And then I, I think eventually it, you just, your taste buds adapt and you start to like it better. Yep. Don't don't be afraid. Don't feel like you have to like it on the first try or it's a failure. Yeah. If you make it and you don't like it, just don't eat it. It's fine, but do try it again. Yeah. That's my biggest tip. Agreed. 
Um, but yes, I also find that some vegetables that I don't like raw, yes. like turnips and radishes can actually be yes. roasted or sauteed and become much sweeter, milder, and somehow more flavorful. Mm. So that's a tip too. If there's some things you don't like raw, try cooking them. Mm. Well, you're mm -hmm. right. I don't like those ones. Yeah. Or like beef. radishes. I'm not a big fan. Nah. A lot of people like radishes, like raw on a veggie tray, more power to you. I don't, but I love sauteing them with a little butter and garlic. They're really good. Mm. Okay. Um, and the same goes for cabbage, which I do like raw, but it's also delicious roasted. So if you don't like raw cabbage, try roasting it. Mm. So if you are consuming a standard American diet and you're not used to eating vegetables, it's quite likely your palate has gotten used to the fats and sugars and you'll crave those substances and you'll want to shun whole real food, but you will be surprised at how much you can enjoy nutritious vegetables when they're made right. And when your palate has gotten used to them. So mm. all I'm saying is don't give up. Yep. Even if you're Kevin Malone and all you have to do is eat one vegetable this year, cause that will be more vegetables than you <laughs> ate last year. Keep taking baby steps forward, right? You'd get there. So it's hard to overemphasize how good vegetables are for you, what they do for your digestion, what they do for your gut bacteria. They're such an important part of our diet. So my encouragement for you this week is to make it a priority to increase the amount of vegetables in your diet. Um, and hopefully one or more of the options we talked about above resonate with you and you'll try something new and you'll just sneak a little bit more vegetables in. We just start with an extra serving per day. That's just a half a cup per yeah. day. Just start there. Yeah. One half cup more of vegetables per day. Don't yeah. make it a big deal. Don't yeah. stress out about it. Just no try stress. it. No yeah. stress. No stress. Just try it. Anyway, that's all I got for you on how to eat more vegetables, but hopefully that was helpful. This was very helpful. And I think the timing was perfect because we all transitioned into winter and we're not eating it as much. So good yeah. little pep talk. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. So there you go. And again, listen to your body, eat with the seasons, but yeah. Try to sneak in the veggies. Sneak, sneak in more veggies. Eat <laughs> more vegetables. All right. All right, listeners. Go be renegades. Go be renegades. Thank you for listening to the Renegade Nutrition Podcast. Please keep in mind that this podcast is an educational service that provides general health information. The content on this podcast is not a substitute for direct, personal, professional medical care and diagnosis. You should always talk to your doctor before making a dietary or lifestyle change. Go be renegades! Go be renegades!